What is up guys and welcome back to the Chillin' with Dylan podcast. Uh, today, Chillin' with Dylan again. Uh, I am driving the van right now, just kind of cruising around. I just finished off a week of work. Um, just got to got some uh, financial stuff taken care of, uh, got an oil change in the good old dream machine, um, so my weekend is off to a really good start and I hope it hits the same for all of you guys, but uh, yeah, this week was pretty good for me, uh, it had its ups and downs, but I survived and I'm going to keep going forward, but Today, I felt like maybe I could, I should go backwards and have a little story time. Um, I, I kind of want to set up this podcast into three different parts. I kind of want to have the spiritual stuff I talk about just because that's such a big part of my life and, you know, you can listen to that if you want or not. That's why I want these other two parts, which the first part will be the van life stuff. And then I think I'm gonna start having like stories. Um, those might not come out as often. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll try to make them every week. Uh, I got a lot of stories. Um, it's just kind of like, a lot of my stories are from when I was in deep into addiction, so it's kind of like a, a blur. But this story, I remember 100%. Like, even though, well, we'll just get to it. I don't want to spoil it. But, uh, so there's there's a couple characters in this story. Um... I'm not gonna use their names just because I don't I don't know if they're cool with that and I'm too lazy to reach out and ask. Uh, so there's me, uh, my friend. I'll just use initials, I guess. Uh, my friend P, my friend K, T, D, and C. Um, it's it's not important. Like I I'm just gonna say those letters just because why not um i could just say this person or my friend but let's add some some spelling or something to this episode let's make it educational um but anyway this story takes place about well i'm 20 right now this was when i was 16 actually it was pretty much around this time four years ago. Damn, four years ago already. I can't believe that. I've grown so much from this. Uh, But anyway, it was summer of whatever summer was four years ago. uh, 2017, I think. Um, So, yeah, it was a minute ago, but this is probably one of the stupidest things I've ever done in my life. Um... So I'll give you some background uh, as to kind of what I think started this. Um, So me and my friends P, T, and K, 
would hang out at P's house all the time. And, uh, you know, we were just chilling all the time, not really, you know, we'd smoke weed and, you know, just teenage things, whatever. We weren't, like, running the streets, breaking into people's shit or breaking laws and stuff like that. Well, we were breaking laws, but not, like, we were breaking the ones that don't really fucking need to exist anyway. Um, but, anyway, my we, we were hanging out all the time, and my friend Kay all of a sudden had, like, a fuck ton of money. Uh, like, a fuck ton for our age. Um, and, you know, he was he was buying us all kinds of stuff, like, new big-ass vapes and, like, a couple ounces of weed at a time. And he'd show up with new phones and a laptop and all this stuff, and... You know, we, for some reason, we didn't really question it, and I think it's just because we were balling and we didn't really care where it was coming from. He just kept saying it was from, he had a bank account that, like, his dad didn't let him have access to until that period of time. Um, I just went with it because I was like, whatever, dude, like, I don't care how you got the money because if it was bad, it's going to come back to you anyway. And if it's good, then you're just kind of stupid with your money. Um, but anyway, we end up figuring out that uh, this K dude stole the... It was like seven or $8,000 or something from uh, P's dad. And, uh, you know, that obviously sparked some conflict in the friend group uh it was kind of a weird time and um you know i wasn't aware that you know Kay had stolen this money yet and i was like chilling at my house at my grandparents house and uh you know i was just chilling and then all of a sudden a cop rolls up to my house and i was like what the fuck do you want dude um and so I go out and talk to this cop. I'm like, what's up, dude? Like, I haven't done anything too illegal lately. Like, why are you here? And um, he he ends up saying, like, oh, I'm pretty sure you're aware of the uh, seven or $8,000 that is missing from P's dad's uh, safe. And I was like, uh, I know Kay had a bunch of money. But I don't know where he got it from. He just kept saying it was from a bank account. Uh, you know, that's the thing with me. I'm like, I want to be straight up with the cops. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, I'm not going to... If I don't know the situation, I'm not going to say... Like, I, I wouldn't say, like, oh, yeah, Kay stole the money. Like, I know that for sure because I didn't know. I, I just told him what I heard and... um you know, then all of a sudden this cop, like, started getting really, like, when I told him I didn't really know where the money came from, like, or that K took it, like, he got all weird with me, and he started saying, like, oh, well, I have video evidence of you, T, K, and P going into his dad's room, and, uh, breaking into the safe and I I had no idea what this motherfucker was talking about 
So I was like, oh, show me the video then. I haven't, I don't even know what his room looks like. Like, I, I mean, I did, but like, I, I never had a reason to go in there. And, um, you know, every time I'd ask him that, he'd like, he tried to flip it on me and be like, so what was your part in this? And I'm like, literally nothing, dude. Like, Kay was spending the money on me, but I wasn't, I had no idea what was going on. And, uh, you know, I just kept asking for this video. He had, he would just change the topic every time. Uh, so just watch out for cops, guys, because uh, I'd say there's probably more crooked cops than there is not crooked cops. Uh, you know, they wear, a, they wear a uniform and a badge and think they're all high and mighty, but really, if I were to just fucking pants you and rip your shirt off, you'd just look like an idiot. Like, you wouldn't, no one would think you're a cop if, if I did that. Uh, but anyway, you know, that whole thing happened, and obviously I was a little pissed, because this was before I really knew how to manage my, my feelings and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, I, I had this friend D and C and they were like, Hey man, come over tonight. Let's get drunk as fuck. And I was like, all right, dude, why not? Like I'm having a shitty day anyway, cause the cops are fucking stupid. And, uh, so I go over to D's house and, you know, we're just hanging out, playing some video games and then the liquor gets opened up. And, uh, you know, obviously things progress from there. And soon enough, we're fucking, we can't even stand up uh, or talk properly. And, uh, you know, I had this weird thing. I guess it's not, like, weird. It's just me. But whenever I was, like, intoxicated, I would, I would prefer to be outside just walking around, you know, not doing anything really, just walking around, going outside, getting some fresh air, and, uh, so I was like, who wants to go outside with me, and nobody wanted to go, and I was like, fine, fuck you guys, uh, and I grabbed a couple, uh, I don't know, they were like some, those like two dollar holler things, like, that get you really fucked up, uh, that don't taste too bad. The dangerous ones, basically. I grabbed a couple of those, uh, cracked one open, and headed off on my journey. And uh, there, there was this uh, elementary school that was probably like I don't know, uh, a mile, maybe a little more from these house. And I was like, I'm just gonna go there and hang out for a minute. And I start drinking this this two dollar holla and uh next thing i know i'm on the swings at this elementary school with an empty can in my hand and i'm like how the fuck did i get here dude like and i was swinging high too like i was up there dude like i could have just fell off and died and i wouldn't have even known because i was just blackout drunk and you know this was my first indicator that something was wrong uh and that i should go back home because i'm too fucked up so i start heading back to d's house and there's like trails through the woods like it's like a whole 
I, I don't know how I didn't get lost. Um, but I start walking back and, you know, I blacked out again. And the next thing I know, I, I'm, I wake up and I'm sitting in a car with a cigarette in my mouth and like a bunch of one dollar bills on my lap and i'm like where'd this money come from where did cigarette come from where whose car is this and i kind of just like threw the cigarette on the ground and like i put the money in my pocket because why not and uh i get out and i'm like i don't know whose fucking car this is what the fuck is this and I looked down the street and there's like two or three other cars with their door open and I was, I kind of caught on and I was like, oh fuck, I just broke in, like I didn't break in because like the doors were just unlocked because this was like a a wealthier neighborhood so I guess they just think they're invincible because they have money or something uh, and they don't have to lock their car doors. Um, So... You know I was like this is bad like I because I you know I'd never do that under normal circumstances if I wasn't like fucked up uh, and really honestly on anything but alcohol I would not have done that uh, but I did and so I was like fuck dude I gotta go and like my judgment was just so like twisted that like it, it wasn't even like I was making my own decisions. It was like something was just taking over in me. And, like, the times that I was, like, coherent enough to, like, see and hear everything that was going on, like, it, like I couldn't even make decisions. It was just like I was on autopilot, like, just doing whatever the alcohol wanted me to do, which was apparently breaking the cars. Um, the next thing I remember, uh, I, I was, I kind of came to and I was standing in this dude's drive, like literally just standing there, middle of the fucking night, like 16 years old, just standing in this dude's driveway, like looking up at the sky and I just like come to and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And I look over and this guy's garage door is open at like fucking three o'clock in the morning and I was like oh wow this guy is a fucking idiot I'm about to go see what he's got and of course I go in there and uh for for some reason they just had a wall of like boxes of latex gloves and I thought it would just be funny to just take like a shit ton of them and throw them around in the fucking street like an idiot uh so I did that. I put a pair on, which may or may not have helped me in the end, uh, you know, for fingerprints or whatever. Um, but uh, so I got these gloves, blackout again, wake up in another person's car. This time my pockets are full of like, there was a thing of Benadryl. There was a big pill bottle full of like uh, Norco's. Uh, there was money, boat keys, car keys, sunglasses, whatever you could find in people's cars I had in my pockets. Uh, like it was literally pulling my, my shorts down and 
in my drunken state, I was excited. I was like, damn, I'm getting so much free shit. Like, this is fucking awesome. But then there was like this, this like, me that was still aware of what was going on. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, this is bad. Um, and like, you know, I that kept happening. I just kept blacking out and waking up in someone's yard, in their car, in their fucking backyard, like on their porch. Like, literally, I was just everywhere, dude. I don't even know how nobody, like, you know, maybe somebody did say something, but I was just so gone, I didn't hear it. Um, but anyway, this is kind of where it gets fucked. Um, I, I come to, and I'm walking up to this dude's truck, and at this point, I was just like, you know what, dude, like, I'm so deep now that it can't really get much worse, which was, of course, a lie. Uh, it got way worse after that. Um, yeah, so I, I'm walking up to this truck, and I open up the, the door, look in the glove box, and I found a, a pistol sitting there. And, you know, back then I used to listen to, like, the fucking gangster rap garbage music and, like, all the... I, I was in that scene. Like, I was trying to be all hood. And, uh, so I, I was like, fuck, dude. This is the jackpot right here. Grabbed the pistol. Uh, safety was off and everything, and there was a fully loaded clip in there. So this guy, you know, I was an idiot, but this guy was a, a pretty big fucking idiot. He uh, left his car doors unlocked and had a loaded gun with no safety on in an unlocked glove compartment or whatever. Which is, uh, you know, I guess you're not really ever planning on someone breaking into your car and stealing your shit. But, I mean, expect the unexpected, people. Uh, because people like me will come and fuck it up. Uh, but anyway, I grabbed this gun and for some reason, like it was a pistol. So for some reason, I cocked the slide back with a fully loaded magazine in in the pistol and immediately I was like fuck why'd I do that now there's one in the chamber and I could hurt myself or somebody else or something bad could happen and immediately I took out the clip put it in my pocket and then I I was I don't know what I was trying to do I think I was trying to like keep the hammer from like like going forward when I pulled the trigger but I just fucking I had my finger on the hammer like holding it down pulled the trigger hoping that I could just release the like lock on the uh the hammer but it just fucking slipped and shot off and I'm pretty sure I shot someone's house um and like immediately when I heard that sound I was instantly just sober, like stone cold sober. And I was like, holy fuck, what did I just do? Did I just kill somebody? Did I shoot myself? You know, I, I was just, uh, just shocked. I was like, holy fuck, dude, that was loud. And it's like three in the morning and this is so illegal and I'm so fucked. And, uh, you know, 
that lasted for a second and then the, the alcohol started taking over again and you know my original plan was to just run away into the woods and go back to Dee's house uh, but for some reason I start walking up to another car and I open the door and this lady comes outside she's like get the fuck out of my car asshole and I was like I'm sorry I'm sorry and I started running away uh, I don't know what sayings I'm sorry would have done in that situation uh, you know it, it did nothing uh, but I thought it would um, so I start running uh, all I have to do is just go through this patch of woods and then I'm at my friend's house like I was literally right there and I, I go in my friend's house and you know I, I don't know how I knew but I knew C was taking a piss in the upstairs bathroom so I literally just fucking barged in there holding up the, the clip. And I was like, dude, I just did the stupidest thing ever. And he's like mid midstream pissing. And then he just like was like, what the fuck did you do, Dylan? What is that? What are you holding? And I was like, dude, it's a magazine for a pistol. Don't be mad at me, please. And... Uh, I was like, dude, you gotta help me. Like, I think I dropped the gun not when I was running away. And we need to get it before either a little kid finds it or the police or somebody finds it besides us. And he's like, all right, dude, let's go. And, uh, you know, I still had all the shit in my pockets. And we, uh, we start heading outside. No more than get out of the driveway. Whoop, 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 whoop. And there's police right there, shining their lights at us, pointing guns and tasers at us. And, you know, later on I found out that they weren't even after me. They were at going to stop an underage drinking party down the road. Uh, so I have no idea why they were pointing their guns or tasers at me. That's kind of, you know, they could see how young we were and didn't have like any weapons that they could see or anything and uh i was like yo see should we run and he's like fuck no dude you're gonna fall over and i was like okay good idea and you know they start doing their thing and they see that my pockets are full and they're like what's in your pockets and i'm like i don't even know i just did something really stupid uh i'm really drunk like you know I was just explaining what happened and you know I was trying to be as honest as possible because I know like lying is not gonna make it any better you're just gonna extend the inevitable uh so I was trying to tell them what was up and they're just, they just weren't really having it I guess and they just threw me in the back of the cop car with C and uh like they found the clip on me too and they were like where's where's the gun and i was like i don't know i was running through the woods and i dropped it and, uh i think they like went out to search for it they they did end up finding it by the way just so y'all know uh there's not just some random gun laying around uh but while I'm in the cop car, I'm talking to C, and I'm like, dude, fuck these pigs. 
fuck you, and then I just throw up all over the back of the cop car, like, so much barf came out of my throat hole, dude, it was like, I don't know, it was, it was bad, and, uh, it was kind of funny, because one of the cops saw it happening, they opened the door, and they were like, yo, does anybody have a shop back? Like, yelling out to the neighborhood or something at 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. And, uh... Oh, by the way, this whole cop situation was taking place in front of my, uh... My high school English teacher's house. She lived right across the street from D, which was... It was kind of inconvenient for what we were trying to always do, uh, which was illegal stuff. Um... So she saw this whole thing go down. Um, I think she ended up giving the cops like a shop bag. So they got a shop bag from somewhere and just vacuumed up my puke. And they're they're asking me, like they're trying to ask me where I live and what my grandparents' phone number is because I lived with my grandparents uh, and I told them that and they're like, oh, what's their phone number? I literally sat there, looked him in the face and said, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and he was just like, stop, stop, we're, we'll figure it out, and, uh, you know, then they start going into D's house, looking for, oh, this is what D told me, but he's, he's always been like a liar, so he's probably, I don't know if he was making this up, but he said that they're, they were like searching through his house for stuff that I stole. Um, but, you know, I was just sitting back there like, fuck, dude, this is bad. This is so bad. My grandparents are gonna kill me. Um, so, my grandpa gets there. Of course, he's really fucking pissed. Uh, I'm covered in puke and I smell like alcohol and, uh, it was just like this yeah I felt so worthless at that point I was just like how did I even get myself in this situation and um you know just just my grandpa's reaction was enough to make me realize like okay I if I keep going down this path it's not gonna end well like it already isn't going well it's not gonna change from here. Uh, So that kind of like planted a seed in me that I, you know, had to start doing better. Um, Which actually this whole event is probably, you know, it's, it's the stupidest thing I've ever done, but it's the greatest thing I've ever done just because it, it woke me up, dude. It was like a wake up call that I'm being a stupid fucker. And, uh, so, anyway, that that night ends. Uh, the only thing that I I kept from this heist was three dollars and like five Norcos that like spilled out in my pocket that the cops didn't find. And uh, you know, obviously, my grandparents weren't let gonna let me go anywhere. So I. I was just sitting in my room getting high on these Norcos, like, just, I, I hated my life. I literally wanted to kill myself because, 
you know, I just thought it was the end of the fucking world, and it, it was like super, you know, I, I was just pissed at myself, I, I really did not respect myself, um, and you know, I probably felt that way before I did this, and that's probably why I did it, because when you don't value yourself, you're gonna stoop lower than you know you should, um, but anyway, the whole the whole court thing starts coming up. Uh, I was I was so scared that I uh, was gonna go to jail, um, and it, it's kind of funny because I started uh, watching. There was this dude on YouTube named like the After Prison Show. Like he's been in jail, so he kind of just like shows the culture of like, in jail, and, like, he would show, like, things that they make in jail, and I watched his video of him making a tattoo gun, and I did the same thing, I made a tattoo gun, gave myself two really shitty tattoos, because my logic was, if I'm going to jail, I need a way to make money, I guess, uh, so I guess I'll just do tattoos. And I'm so glad that I tested this on myself first because I would have no teeth or throat uh, because someone would rip all that shit out with the tattoo quality that I had. Uh, I still have them to this day. Um, And they are very ugly and shitty, but I'm never gonna get rid of them just because that's a very big part of my story and I don't care if they look bad because I'm not, I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't doing it to please anybody else really. I was just like, it was all about, you know, me trying to fucking make money in jail or whatever. Uh, but anyway, like the whole court thing happened and, you know, it went better than I thought it would. I didn't go to jail or anything, but I was on probation and house arrest, uh, which sucked really bad I had this like tether on my leg and I couldn't like like I could leave my house with you know like my grandparents but we'd have to like call the courts first and you know tell them like exactly where we're going and all that and uh so you know I wasn't trapped in there all the time I would go fishing and stuff and uh you know it's really shitty too because I forget to mention I was I was gonna call this video or this episode the worst year of my life uh, because before all this I got expelled from school for selling a little bag of weed to this girl I had a crush on um, yeah I got kicked out for that and I had to go to this weird school for expelled kids and you know I did whatever I could have done to get out of there because I didn't I wanted to go back to Fruitport so or my school my high school was Fruitport by the way um but I wanted to go back so bad just because I missed everybody I didn't care about the classes and all that but you know I missed seeing the people I saw every day every day um you know, I didn't even see them any days of the week, really. Um, 
friends, my grandparents, they were like, no, you do stupid shit with all your friends. You're not seeing them. And, um, anyway, so that, that all happened before this. So I was expelled from school. And obviously you can see how this is a problem. This arresting thing, it's a problem because A, it happened right in front of my English teacher's house. So she knows exactly what happened. And B, when I tried to go back like to have the meeting to like get reinstated into school or whatever I showed up with a fucking tether on my leg and of course they were asking me what what happened and uh you know I basically tried to tell them fuck off it's not your business but obviously they all knew what happened just because that teacher oh god I hit a big bump um you know that teacher just kind of spilled the beans uh you know i love that teacher though she is an awesome teacher like i mean she's she's a strict teacher but she's a good person uh so you know she is probably she probably didn't have any ill intent behind it uh but you know i i was trying to go back to school and it was kind of hard because i fucked myself over again and uh you know i ended up being able to go back um because, you know, I don't know why. I, I guess because I'm fucking awesome or something, probably something along those lines. Uh, but, yeah, dude, it, it was like, it was hard going back to school with a tether on and, like, you know, you had to charge this thing. It, it was permanently on your leg, like, unless you cut it off like an idiot, but... It, it was on your leg and you couldn't take it off so when you charge it you were literally connected to the wall uh and you'd have to charge you would for some reason you had to charge it for exactly four hours or it just wouldn't charge at all like if you charged it over four hours it would like d die i guess and if you did it under four hours it was like it didn't even take any of the electricity uh, so that kind of sucked. I would have to sit by a wall or with an extension cord hooked up to my leg for like four hours. Um, so you can see how that kind of sucked. Um, but you know, this is really when I started meditating and journaling and all that. Uh, I actually started journaling when I got expelled from school or a little before that because I got caught smoking weed for the first time and I thought my life was over, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it really is important to remember that there is always something beneficial to take from what is happening right now. Like, even when it seems like your life is just over, you know, just look for that positive side and you'll find it. Uh, you know, maybe not right away, but maybe, like, once you get past some things and you reflect on it, you'll be like, you know what, that was actually a really, a much-needed experience. Um, so, you know, I started meditating just because I heard it kind of relieved stress and I couldn't smoke weed or anything, so I was like, I need something to relieve the suffering. Um... And I just turned to meditation, and I, the first time I meditated, I was on a raft in the middle of the lake at my cabin. 
and uh, you know, it was like this this amazing experience. Like I just felt like all of those problems just went away, and it was just me and myself talking to myself. Uh, you know, kind of just working out the the problems and searching for the solutions. Uh, yeah, it it was. I immediately liked it, and you know, I started doing it every day. And you know, I started really growing from that whole experience. Like that is honestly where my 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 destruction stopped and my growth started. Uh, you know, I obviously I you never you haven't learned all of life's lessons until you die, basically. I think uh, so. Obviously, I I still held on to some of those behaviors, mostly just the drug addiction, you know, I kind of stopped, like, stealing and, uh, you know, just doing, doing fucked up shit to people's property, like, I'm telling you guys, like, we used to literally, not even just vandalize, we would just destroy people's shit, and, like, it, it was douchey, bro, it was, like, I don't, if I saw a younger version of myself doing that right now, I'd smack him in the fucking face, dude. Like, I cannot believe how much of a little shit I was. Um, but, you know, it, it really did just set off that process of growth, and there were times after that I got in a little bit of trouble, but never as much as that. Like, you know, the trouble I got in was just, like, my grandparents would catch me, like, I don't know, smoking weed again, or find a vape, or this one time I got caught stealing at Walmart, uh, so I guess I, I, I didn't, I stopped stealing from people, because I realized, like, dude, they gotta work for that shit, but I, I mean, I still kind of think this way today, like, if you're going to steal, just steal from the store, because they're, fuck them, they can just buy more, uh, you know, it, that's just the truth right there, but, like, someone's house, like, if you go in there and steal some stuff, that took them time and effort to get that, like, a store, all they gotta do is click a button and they got more on the way, like, but if you go steal someone's car, like, they're gonna be fucked out of a car for a minute unless they have a lot of money saved up. Uh, so, I don't know. I was kind of sticking with that logic. And that obviously fucked me over. Like, just don't steal at all if you if you don't have to. But if you absolutely... Like, if you have to, just do it at a store. Um, but, you know, I got caught stealing at Walmart after that. Uh, I think that was like the last time I got in any like real trouble uh you know after that I was just like keep it low key Dylan just, just don't even fucking I don't know if you don't feel comfortable doing it just don't like or if you know it's too stupid just stop and do something else uh so I don't know that whole experience kind of, you know, 
that was a really big moment in my life and that you know I'm grateful for it like I honestly I'm so happy that that happened because I would not be the person I am today without that like if I if I did that thing but I didn't get caught by the police I would probably be in jail or dead by now or you know just being a complete fuckhead but you know deep down I always just knew I'm better than that and uh you know it's it really is just like it comes down to how much do you like yourself how much do you value yourself and how how low are you willing to go to get what you want um and you know back then I just was like I'll do anything to get what I want I don't care fuck it but you know I've come to realize that it's a lot easier to just allow the things you want to come to you uh like you know when when you know that making a certain decision will lead you toward what you want just kind of effortlessly make that decision and just do it uh just allow it to happen and then eventually you'll get where you want to be because like you know that if you're doing it that way that's like you're using you're using god's will basically to get things done like that's the way it's supposed to get done but you know when you when you try to use your own will uh like little me's will uh with a lowercase w um you know that's when mistakes happen because you just will will rush and you know do you'll you'll just get into stupid situations that you didn't have to be in uh i don't know it all just comes down to you know can you wait a little bit to get what you want or do you have to have it right now and when when you have to have it right now that's when you make horrible decisions because you're not really thinking about anything but that thing you want and you know it's just this whole weird process dude um but i mean on my probation too like i did really good like uh and I was doing this thing called, like, uh, Operation Heading Home or something like that, and I got to train dogs, uh, like, my probation officer would go there and just kind of, you know, it was, like, for kids on probation, just so, like, their probation officer would have more time with them, and it was, like, community service, because these dogs were other people's dogs, but we were training them, uh, I loved it, dude. I loved training those dogs. Uh, you know, I stopped going because, you know, I, after all this, like, the really stupid, like, decisions kind of stopped, but the addiction, like, the whole addiction thing got really bad, like, especially after I got off probation, like, I think the first thing I did once I was, like, free was just go buy Adderall and uh that you know it just took that to 
decision and eventually I was buying it every day and uh, but I don't know when I was training these dogs like I had a clear head and I was with cute little dogs and you know funny funny people like I, I met a lot of weird people like not weird but like different people on that little journey of fucking up uh you know, I met a lot of people that have shit way worse than me, and, like, you know, they did a lot worse things than me, but, you know, I didn't judge them for it, I was like, I did something stupid, too, like, don't worry, dude, you know, we weren't, I wasn't buddy-buddy with anyone, because I don't know, like, what, what they're all about, but, um, yeah, I don't know, it was, it was weird, because that, that one decision you know it, it didn't even stem from my decisions really like like it did but I feel like if K didn't take all that money from P's dad and you know cause I, I don't know I think that day just kind of put me in the mentality of like man fuck the police fuck the law fuck all this I'm gonna just do whatever I want just because fuck you um you know, like, it, it kind of just taught me, like, how far your decisions and actions can go. Like, I was thinking of this earlier, like, I could decide to punch someone in the face or give them a cookie. And, like, if I punch them in the face, obviously, it's going to hurt their face, it's going to hurt my hand. It's going to hurt their feelings. I'm going to feel guilty. And then they're going to go tell other people. And, you know, it's all going to come back to me. I, like, But the thing is, it's going to spread. And, like, you know, maybe it'll piss that guy off that I punched in the face. But he won't do anything about it to me. But maybe he takes it home and he takes it out on his wife or his kids. And then they, you know, their life gets fucked up too. And then they spread that, that shitty decision everywhere. Like... But if you do something good, like, give the dude a cookie, like, you know, he, it's gonna make you feel good, because he's feeling good, and, you know, he likes your cookie, you're gonna feel good about that, and then he's gonna tell his friends, like, hey, man, this guy got some fire cookies, dude, and then, you know, maybe it'll end up being a business one day, like, that's why it's so important to just, like, be aware of what you're doing, and what you're saying and what your actions are like you got to be aware of that kind of stuff you can't just autopilot through life and you know because one decision could change the whole world like it might not seem like it but you know your your one decision could spread all the way to like the white house and fucking the dude pushes the nuke button or something like but nobody would know that it started with you. But you do. Like, like, it's so weird. You, you definitely have to just always be alert and aware of what you're putting out into the world. Because uh, not only does it come back to you, but it affects everyone else. And, um, you know, I like this concept where, you know, even if everybody on earth was happy and then one person started suffering... We'd all suffer from it. Like, it doesn't sound like it makes sense, but, you know, that guy's suffering. He's going to start talking about it, and, 
you know, it's going to hurt, it's going to make other people feel bad and sad and scared, and then it's going to spread and spread and spread, and, like, soon it'll be worldwide. It's just, like, it, positivity and negativity are both highly contagious. <sighs> um, so, yeah, just, just be aware of what you're putting out there, um, and even if you do fuck up, try to try to make it positive somehow in some way you can't always undo everything completely but you could try um there's nothing wrong with trying uh, you know it's actually i encourage it um i don't know that that was probably the stupid one one of the stupidest things i've ever done you know i've done a lot of stupid shit uh, but that was, that's top of the list right there. Uh, you know, alcohol, done, that's why I don't really care about alcohol anymore. You know, I drank after that, but, you know, like, that really kind of showed me, like, alcohol is not, like, it, it's not, it, it's not good for me. I know it's not good for anybody else either. But, you know, everybody's going to do what they want. But I know for me, like, it kind of just takes takes the consciousness out of me. It takes out that, that oper- like, operant power that is, like, making things happen in my life. And it's just kind of handing it over to el- the alcohol. It's literally, like, you know, that's why I think they're called spirits. Because it, it literally, like, possesses you. Like, you leave you leave your body or whatever or like you're just in darkness and then something else is just moving you dude uh that's why i don't fuck with alcohol my 21st birthday i'm just gonna smoke a bunch of weed um you know it's it's poison people it's not good you see it all the time people get angry and fight because of alcohol and families get broken up and all kinds of stupid shit you know if you're gonna do anything just weed and psychedelics dude that's like literally the only things you'd ever need for improving your life at least like everything else will kind of just take 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 okay when's it gonna give not it's just gonna keep taking um i don't know so like i like i said you know like even when something really bad like that happens um you know, look for the positive and keep looking forward. Like, don't don't just sit there and think about how fucked up it was that you just did that. Like, yeah, you know it's fucked up. You know everybody else knows it. But if you just sit there and think about it, you're going to end up just doing the same kind of shit. Because you're not, you know, you are what you think about all day. So if you're thinking about all your fuck-ups in life, you're going to be a fuck-up. Like... It's as plain and simple as that. But if you can just kind of turn your attention away from the problem and focus on the solution, you know, that's that's how you do it. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what I did. And, you know, that English teacher that lived right across the street, she actually, uh, I, she really liked me after that. Like, she saw that I wasn't fucking around as much and, like, I was making an effort and... You know, when I, oh, when I graduated, she gave me a, a little card and it said, like, if you ever want to come into 
my class and share your story, you're more than welcome to. And I haven't done that yet, but maybe I will. Uh, so, Miss Grimm, if you're listening to this somehow, uh, uh, well, she retired. Never fucking mind. But, um, but shouts to Miss Grimm. Uh, so, I don't know. It really is, it is entirely possible to turn a really shitty situation into a really good situation. Um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger as long as you, you allow that to be true. Um, so yeah, I think that's, uh, gonna conclude this episode, I think, uh, once again, if you aren't aware, I have the, uh, Facebook page up now, you can just look up Chillin' with Dylan, it's like a picture with some arrows pointing up, and it says stay positive, um, yeah, I think that's really it, uh, I hope you all, uh, I hope you all learned from my stupidity as much as I have. Um, And I hope that, you know, if you're going through something like that right now, like, I just want you to know there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel, but the only way that you can reach that light is if you keep looking forward toward it. You can't just look back and expect to find the light. Uh, You know, you got to just keep pushing forward and, uh, you know, just trust that there's something better lying ahead really uh you know faith is your fuel basically um i don't know but uh until next time i hope you had fun chilling with dylan and have a wonderful day week month year century eons lifetimes i don't fucking know just have a good time or not because time don't exist i don't fucking know just good just good Peace out.